Man, you, uh, you remember our good old friend Joris, man? Peter Joris. What's up, Peter dude? Joris, man? I fucking love this dude. Him and I were in the military together. <coughs> Some crazy years. And uh, we were getting deployed. And it was the only time I ever got a medal. I got an ingrown uh, toe, and I was uh, uh, milking that for every second I could possibly milk it for. And uh, I ended up going on a mission with Peter and some other guys, and we got in a uh, Humvee roll, right? Damn. His, the Humvee roll, we won't talk about who was driving, because somebody got an Article 15 during it. But, you know, I went back, and I made sure everybody was out of the, the, the thing, and drawers got stuck. I pulled them out, whatever. So I got my only award from the military. I called it from my uh, Joris Award. What is that, dude? It's an ARCOM. Nothing too fancy. Nothing crazy. I've never seen that, bro. It's my only award that I ever got, but that's uh, it's my story on how I got it. I had an ingrown toenail and got put on an extra duty thing and spent some time with my buddy Joris pulling him out of a Humvee. All right, dude. So where were you? Were you in Oklahoma? We were actually in uh, uh, a small little area in... New Mexico. So oh, yeah? there's some crazy little post out there. And uh, we were training up uh, to go to Camp Buka, Iraq. Uh, and that's northern Iraq, if anybody is really interested in that shit. Um, and yeah, you know, shit happens downrange sometimes. And that's what we call downrange because uh, we were National Guardsmen. Yeah. And anything outside of the Oklahoma Territory was fucking downrange. <laughs> Yeah, dude, for real. <laughs> so, then yeah, after man. that was, um, wait, so before that, you went to basic training in Lawton, right? Mm-hmm. Is that, yeah. so you met um, Joris at basic training or did you meet him when you joined the guard? Well, he was uh, in the basic training ahead of me. Okay. So he got there about a month and a half before I did um, yeah. to the unit. So Cool. All right, so next we were... time you tell that story, just hold off on telling people about your toe. And you're well, the hero. It, it has everything to do with it because I shouldn't nah. have been on the Humvee. Nah. Dude, look at this medal I got for pulling my buddy out of a roll of the Humvee. And Man, like, but I was I there told that, I, I had a toe. I, I told that to a friend of mine, and uh, he uh, we were on this hike, and he grabbed my phone. We're in Hawaii, and he grabbed my phone, and he wrote a letter, and he sent it to somebody, and it was basically like, I'm a hero, and he was being a dick about it, man. And... Uh, yeah, dude, it didn't go well. <laughs> it was like, I was like, bro, use your own fucking emails to do stupid shit. I was like, I'm not a hero. I pulled somebody out of a Humvee in uh, freaking New Mexico. And he's like, oh, well, I think I got the story wrong. <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it when people touch my phone either. Dude. Dude. No, I, he, was, he was convinced he was going to change somebody's mind about me. And in, in the fact of it, what he did was, I think he made shit worse. So, thanks, buddy, for making that. And I won't say your name because I know you listen sometimes. So, <laughs> you so know love, who you are. <laughs> we love everybody, for sure, dude. Well, dude, there's so much going on, bro. And like college football, NFL football. We got some NBA news to talk about. Um, but, bro, like, I don't know, man. Like. Mostly, we're gonna say something and then we're just gonna move. We're gonna move on. But, um, yeah. OU lost to Kansas State. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You're gonna skip the first subject? <laughs> yeah. Let's just 
Let's just start there, bro. <coughs> OU lost to Kansas State. Okay. Yeah. And that kind of fucks up our weekend. But yep. as OU fans, we know this happens, and it doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily mean that we're out of the hunt for, you know, mm -hmm. either the Big 12 championship or that um, final four, that playoff. Um, but we got so much other to talk about, dude. So we'll start there, and we'll say that's why everything we say is just a bit, you know, fuck. You know what I mean? Fuck. Yeah. I It sucked. I mean – I had a lot of faith in this team. I felt like this was, <laughs> yeah, just go ahead and play this, man. Good shit. <laughs> All right, so here's this butt, and the kid, he's must be four, he's driving by, looks at this van that that has a really, really nice butt on it and a G-string, and he's not looking where he's riding Does the old-fashioned ooh-la-la. He's in New York City. He runs right into outdoor dining, um, like, uh, barrier. And you're right, dude. Ooh la la. He says it, bro, right before he bam. <laughs> One At more first time. I thought this was like a joke, like a, a father a father was doing this as you know being funny and put it on the internet. Yeah. But the lady's reaction's the best, bro. The lady. Yeah, I know. Like oh. you have to be really deviant to get your kid to run into something face first. <laughs> to be like, ha, we're gonna get him. Dude, that's some good shit, bro. <laughs> bam. <laughs> I love it, man. Hell yeah. I love it. Dude. So, speaking of beautiful butts and thongs, dude, um, I don't know if anybody else is remembering right now, but we've been on a mission to elevate um, the number one butt in Oklahoma City podcast to its rightful place. Um, and there's a, a Night Trips um, podcast you should definitely take a look at. Um, there's only two podcasts put out. It was put out oh, yes. 10 years ago or something like that. But we're trying to keep that butt number one. And speaking of night trips, bro, all right, think about it. Like when we were growing up, there's always that night trips, right? Big billboard on the way downtown, right? And it was something like kind of like the yep. video we just showed of a, of, a, of a thong, right? And how many times like on our way to church or wherever, right? When we'd be driving, it'd be like, don't look, don't look, don't look. Everybody would have this, like, don't look attitude. You got to look down, right? <laughs> are, you, are you talking about the uh, uh, the one on I-40 next to Oklahoma yeah. City? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember that, dude? And remember our pastor being, like, talking about that particular billboard and how evil it was. And, like, we would pray that that billboard would be removed. And then mm -hmm. they, they removed it, bro. And then they put up a better one. <laughs> oh, much better. <laughs> much better. Much better. Some good one. times, dude. Some good times growing up in Oklahoma But, like... I don't know. I, I saw that video, and that's the first thing I thought about is, like, all those, you know, Christian men being like, heads down, you know. And divert your eyes. Everybody puts your heads down and get an accent. Everybody divert your eyes, dude. My divert God. Divert your eyes. Why? Why, Oh, dude? Jesus. Why? <clears throat> so. God, I needed that one. All right, so we had a couple of close upsets in college football um clemson almost lost to wake forest it was a crazy game dude that was crazy bro wake forest played awesome and then i, I thought they're gonna do it i thought so too i was hoping man and then we saw oregon state almost beat usc but man i think their quarterback threw four interceptions yeah uh, I, I don't even know how they were in it in that game no. you know 
craziness, man. That's yeah, all. Dude, and how much do you want Lincoln Riley to lose? I mean, honestly. I listen. I'm an Oklahoma fan, right? All right. Yeah. So I want him to desperately lose, but on the same sense is that, like, his offensive scheming, the way that he sees the offensive game, I it do. belongs in the NFL. I wish I so could hit I a mute want him. on you right now, dude. Mute. <laughs> Wrong answer. I, I just, I just want him to do good enough that he leaves to the NFL, and then loses his shit in the NFL at least. You know. Make oh. him go to a small Division One school. You want him to suffer. I mean, listen, it's is it suffering walking away with fifty, sixty million dollars in the long run? Um, I'm gonna go yes. Make him suffer. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna go yes? Listen, I all right, all right. One time, Rick Pitino, right, right, asked when he left the Boston Celtics and he afterwards got fired or whatever. Do you remember he got like this? Like at that time was an insane deal that he got to go coach the Celtics, right? Right. And they asked him if he like regretted switching, and you know what he said? What? I was like, no, I got paid X amount of money to do so, and I'm gonna enjoy every single penny. You know, yeah. like that's my whole point is that there's sometimes, man. Like he's gonna say that he's our age. You know, he's going to get to that um, head coaching job in the NFL, and all of a sudden, you know, he's going to sign a, a $60 million guaranteed over, you know, five years or whatever. You know? Yeah. And it's not going to fucking matter. Yeah, I mean... What, I, I wish him what... all the riches, just yeah. not playing in limelight football right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I don't want to see him be successful at USC. Let him, let him go Dude, somewhere listen, else. It's fine. Listen, I can guarantee you this. If he got a coaching job offered in the NFL that was a sick job, right? right? He's gone. Okay. All right. And he's just gone. Leaving what? USC struggling to hold their head above water yet again. Yeah. And I'm looking forward that, to that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's gonna happen. So right. like wishing somebody loses his testicles in the process, I don't know if I'm cool with that, but like at least let him get a bunch of, you know, monies, right? Before he loses his t- testicles. All right, dude. I'll let you have that one, bro. <laughs> All right, so we already talked about the upset of the day. We talked about a couple of close games, dude. Um, one of the ones we didn't talk about was Kent State coming out and, and giving Georgia you know, a pretty good game. Final score, 39-22. to Alabama took care of Vanderbilt, 55-3. to Ohio State took care of Wisconsin, 52-21. to Michigan. Maryland. Maryland I'm almost so, beat Michigan. That was go. a crazy game. That was the uh, Michigan's the four seed or four um, ranked team in the nation. Maryland looked like they were ready to play. I thought they were going to do it. I think something crazy like they fumbled on the goal line happened. Um, insanity up there. I live in Maryland, so everybody's wearing their Maryland flags today because they're pretty proud that they were able to do uh, keep that game so close and almost tied at the end. That was it was a crazy game. Yeah, dude. Anytime I can see Michigan lose, I'm happy. Probably more happy than when I see Ohio State lose. But, you know, that's basically. What about, what about your upset of the day? You said that uh, Iowa State was going to be Baylor. That was pretty fucking close, bro. Um, you know, you got to you gotta respect what Iowa State does. Like, especially when they come in unbeaten. Um, yeah. Even though Baylor's ranked 17, you yep. know, 
I, I don't know. I think Tennessee, Iowa Florida. State's kind of forgotten a lot, but you know, Tennessee, Florida, dude, that was a game, right, dude? For real. Yeah, it was a game, definitely. But I mean, yeah. Um, what about nice. Texas and Texas Tech? We both said Texas Tech were going to uh, win right there, and it took overtime to do so. Pretty crazy, huh? Yeah, man. I mean, anytime Texas loses, it makes me happy inside. Um, but um, man, all right. So Texas A&M and Arkansas—that was a good game, dude. A&M, hell of a game. Wins twenty-three to twenty-one. I mean, those are two heavy-duty teams. It's it's crazy because Arkansas jumped out. You know, scored the first fourteen points. So, um, yo, whatever. I got, I got the question, man, and I, I'm struggling. I'm trying to figure this out because. What the fuck's going on in Miami, bro? Like, do you, is it the coach has lost the confidence of his players? Has the shit show just been so horrible? Like, dude, with all the talent that they have and then them just being like, blah. Like, something's fucking going down. And, dude, MTSU put the whoop on 45-31 to 31 against Miami. And I just, like, I was watching part of the game and I'm like, like nobody had heart, bro. Yeah, I've never seen like a team just like give up, and it's just like, okay, what the fuck's happening in the locker room? What's ha- what's happening in the sidelines? What's happening with the coaches? Like something's going on there, and people it's are gonna lose their jobs. It's the same thing that goes on like every few years in Miami. It's like they have a good year and they think they figured it out, and then all of a sudden they start, you know, some shitty season. They fire their coach and they like, okay, we're gonna figure it out. I mean, they have enough talent to win games, but like. Yeah, dude. I feel like hasn't since like 2000. I mean, haven't we seen like four or five different versions of Miami just like fall on their face? True, man. I mean, ever since ever since those years in against Oklahoma, man, you haven't really seen Miami do much. And look at they've lost to Ohio State that year. You know? Yeah. And nobody thought Ohio State could pull that off, and Ohio State did. And it seems like since then, I mean, they might have had a team or two since then, but nothing at the caliber they were so yeah dude um i mean they'll still put players in the nfl but they gotta find somebody i don't know I remember when jimmy johnson was running things i was i mean i don't actually physically remember it i just i've seen some highlights bro you know dude, like this was team is legit most of the games weren't upsets yet yesterday or two days ago but there's so many close games here man i yeah. mean oregon oregon washington state Right, forty-four, forty-one. You have Tulsa versus Ole Miss. Tulsa's twenty-seven, Ole Miss thirty-five. You got Kentucky in Northern Illinois. Kentucky thirty-one, Northern Illinois twenty-three. Like this is this was some great football going on, man. Yeah, and, and usually Kentucky being in a close game wouldn't fucking matter, but holy shit, bro, they um, yeah, they're good and they're ranked. And Mark Stoops has them playing at a high level, so you got to you got to pay attention to what's happening with them right now, you know? Yeah, and like you said, we had the te- Arkansas uh, Texas A and M twenty three twenty one. You had the other game that you talked about USC Oregon State seventeen fourteen. Yeah, I mean, there's so many close games that shouldn't have been close on paper, but they were. And you know, Oklahoma is the only team that really lost their hat out of all of them. So, and it sucks for Oklahoma. It does, but. On the same sense is that Kansas has has had Oklahoma's number for quite a while. Yeah, dude, for real. This is this is definitely not what I'm intended to pull up, but we can watch it. 
Hey, there's never a bad time for it, bro. Ooh la la. <laughs> uh, look at that butt. Bam. Bam. I did. All right, so Oklahoma's now ranked 18th, so they dropped 12 spots, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it's going to take... It's gonna take a little bit of work to get um to get back into it, dude. That's for damn sure. But you know, whatever it takes. I know one thing I appreciate as an Oklahoma fan watching Brent Venerables on the side. I felt like he didn't have this mentality that like one loss is gonna define the season. He was sitting there all the way down the stretch, coaching the team, and understanding that like being a part of the Oklahoma program, you know. Losses come. This team wasn't oh, yeah. expected to come out and automatically be a national championship contender, but you have to build on something. And a game True. against a team like Kansas State, who's fucked us up so many times in the past, is really important to build on because the discipline that it's required to, to beat them. If you don't have yeah. that, you get to the national championship, you get to that playoff, bro, you're fucked. Because the oh, other yeah. teams, they have that. So, you know, it's, it's going to take some time, but... You know, it's a building block, and that's what I appreciate about having Coach Venerables there. Yeah, and, and it's kind of crazy if you think about how it all came to pass, um, you know, with the fact that where Coach V uh, went, um, you know, his assistant coach, you know, here and there, and then he ends up there at Clemson with an insane defense they had, you know, and, and I look at this whole idea of everything, and it's truly spectacular because we could have a, a pretty cool uh, coach with Coach V, and he's so good at that D. So, you know, can't mix that up, man. No, you can't. And, we, you know, we, we got to get everybody on the same page on the offense. Um, there were a couple of plays between Stoops and Gabriel where, you know, not exactly clicking, but in the end, um, Gabriel's got, you know, a great ability. We've got to figure out how to maximize his talent level. But I'm a big fan of what he does. All right, bro, we saw... The, we saw some NFL, some great storylines, dude. One of the best ones here is the butt punt. And Mark Sanchez definitely is coming into his own as a commentator. Dude's got a little bit of you know, little humor here. After his, um, a after his clearing the search history on your web browser comment, put him into our automatic Hall of Fame. Um, you know, him trying to back people out of the, anything that has to do with butt, fumble, punt, anything. I love it, dude. I love it. Oh, yeah, man. I The only thing I'd say about this is that, I mean, at least lube it up before you do that to somebody. All right, so he, that's, this that's horrible, bro. Is is punting the ball directly into his blocker's ass. I mean, I like, mean you granted, can even see the ripple effect, um, effect bro. <laughs> I mean, you zoom that up, it's like, you know, like, again. Dude. Man, I'm I'm Don't just do telling this at you. Home. Like when you when you look at it though, they're in the end zone, so obviously like he's backed up all the way against you know the end line. So what are you gonna do, bro? I mean, and that guy isn't it the guy's fault for putting his butt there? I mean, in theory, he did move over like a yard or so in front of his his guys. So yeah, do you think I he's still feeling that, dude? <laughs> brilliant bro <laughs> you think it hurts right now oh yeah dude <laughs> fuck yeah dude you think he, people are making oh. fun of him yeah dude did you all right did you watch any sunday night football um i watched the game before sunday night i got to see 
um, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady square off. But I did not uh, watch Sunday Night Football. So 49ers and Bucks, right, bro? Yeah. <coughs> insane, insane game. It came to a point, though, that it really was uh, like crazy. All right, so 49ers, <laughs> the they, they lost, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, but. It sounds like a shit game. They're, they're put. Uh, they punted the ball. It was perfect, man. It was like on the half yard line, if not like that, you know, inch yard line, whatever. It was really close to being like the most perfect punt I've ever seen. Right. So they haven't backed up in the end zone. And uh, uh, Jimmy, good old Jimmy G, right? Yeah. Steps out of the end zone, throwing yeah, the pass, I saw that right? Play, bro. You sent did that you up. see what? Did you see who caught the ball, though? Oh, yeah. That was the pick six, wasn't it, dude? The pick six after. <laughs> they're like, that was the best. That was the best two points that he ever gave up, because oh, yeah. it was either that or a pick six. <laughs> so, man, brilliant though that they lost by one point in a very close game to the Broncos, who I cannot get over. The con- I, I went back and looked at Russell's uh, contract, bro. It's big, dude. It's five years, two hundred and forty-five million with a hundred and sixty-five million guaranteed like and russell is playing i mean he's got two touchdowns and one interception you know yeah, dude. yeah. like this is not good like something and, and he's been sacked nine times like his offensive line is non-existent plus you know like if you don't have your trust in your offensive line you know like getting hit that many times a game like he's been doing like something's got to give. He's not as nimble as he used to be, so getting away from these guys is a lot more difficult. Yeah, dude. And I think that's why I think we he's, see. I, I think he's worth the money, but I think he's got to get on the same page with his receivers. But in the end, I mean, I haven't the watched run, all of his possessions. I mean, or all of his games, so I don't know. Yeah. Dude. In the long run, you, you don't see sprinting quarterbacks like guys that you know tuck and run have long careers. You see pocket quarterbacks do. You know, like Tom Brady. Right. Eli Manning up until his injury, you know, like Eli or Eli Peyton Manning up until his injury, because Peyton would have stayed in the game for a lot longer if it wasn't for his his neck injury, you know. And man, I, I just keep going back to it. It's like you have a better chance if you're a pocket passer, but you it's really hard for a running quarterback to change into a pocket passer, you know. Like and maybe that's what Russell's having a hard time with is is you know like he used to be like Kyler Murray out there. Yeah, I mean, but I, I kind of feel like he's got the, the talent as a pocket pastor. But we'll see. Dude, I mean, there's a lot riding on it. And obviously, like, the Seahawks bet on him not living up to that. All right, bro, yes. as, as a proud Maryland fan, this is for you. Woo! Game day. Oh. Oh, dude, and okay. it just opened up perfectly. All right, All right so that's phase one of the yeah. video. Right. She smashes a beer against her head, right, and then chugs it. Now I, I looked at it, I swore to you that this was that this was bullshit. And I was like, dude, that's that beer was open. So she got handed an open beer, she hit it against her head, right? And you were like, No, dude, look closer. And I did. It might have been open, but I'll tell you this right now, it wasn't it was a pinprick if it was. So I am wrong on that. I'll have to give you this. Like, complete credit, bro. But, that was really impressive. All but right. the next thing that happens. When I first saw ahead. it, 
I thought maybe she had something in her headband or something like on her head or something like that, yeah. like create that, right? But that's where the split would have happened, right? Yeah. The split happened at the top of the bottle, which this is like, to me, like the force that she had to use on this right here. She's professional. See, you bro. can see the t top right now. It's not open. Not to say there's not a pin but prick, how, but Look how it cracks, though. It cracks at the seam. And she leans her head into it. Headbutts it. Look, cracks at the seam. See? At the seam. Not the... Yeah. Yep. And then, oh, this guy, knowing the gravity of the moment, <laughs> captures it all. There you go. <laughs> we don't even know what she looks like, but we know what he looks like because that face says it all, bro. Yeah, dude. Everybody in the place is like... <laughs> what is he doing there? And girls are standing on the table. <laughs> Very happy to see oh. Maryland representing, bro, at such a high level. Game day. Man, pumps me up. I Honestly, it pumps me up so much. I thought about getting a couple of beers and, and trying it. Did Dude, you? I, I'll tell you what. What we should do, what? you ready for this? Huh. Is in November, when we go on our fishing trip, Dude. if we catch a big fish, we, we do that. We videotape no. it. No, we'll dude. share it. We'll share the beer with a fish. All right. All right. We get, I think Wait, we, I don't, I don't think that's, that may right. be crossing the line. I'm not too sure. <laughs> Listen, dude, here's the deal. We've been with our <laughs> listeners long enough. Now we're going, we're going to tell them. All right. So when we go fishing, sometimes like, you know, we go fishing where there's other people and we don't always like to share our fishing spot. So we have <laughs> we a little it, technique to get people to leave us alone and that's we talk about britney spears oh yeah i don't i don't know how we got Works. to it but it was just kind of like like there's nothing fishermen can handle less than listening to people talk about britney spears it works like um fingernails on a chalkboard to them so like we like if that... we feel like people are encroaching on our spot we'll be like hey man you know what's up with britney like that's our code for like look at this fucker right yeah. and it just like people get like really jarred Right now, imagine and when you're cold doing, and you're shivering, if we brought the beers with us, right, and in front of these people, after we caught a fish, we did it right in front of them, like, and then we did it. We act like it was nothing. We went back to fish. <laughs> yes, dude. Oh, uh, they would never stop talking. Oh, about that us. water is so cold. We could bring the beer with us to hang out of the net. Oh yeah. Oh but, man, that'd be. Let's do that. Let's do some. Get some beer. Let's. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. All right. But with all that being said is the best part of the whole entire trip this last time was when we're fishing under this bridge and Mark's like, Dave, get him. And this guy took our spot like straight up. And so I just start casting over top of him and blaming my, my reel being like, what's wrong with this reel? And Mark's like, I don't know, dude. And I'm like, dude, it's fucking around with you, man. And I kept on casting and something wrong with And like every single time the guy would get more and more frustrated. And so anyways, I'm just messing around with him. He's moving further and further downstream and Mark and I are smiling at each other. And I'm not, I mean like every cast you're always attempting to catch a fish, right? But right. I'm casting to annoy. I'm not casting to catch a fish. You know, I'm casting to piss him off, right? Because right. he has bait. I have a lure. And it would happen threw it right over his line and the fish hit it. And I 
pulled a fish right up in front of it. <laughs> and then as I put it on the stringer, which was so big, it bent the stringer. I mean, yeah. it had to be at least, what was it? A 29, 30 inch steelhead. Yeah, it was crazy, dude. A huge. And it bent the, uh, it bent the, um, thing and the fish flopped out right in front of the guy made a big old splash and the guy's like ha <laughs> it's like yeah catch release mark <laughs> dude he was celebrating bro he was celebrating <laughs> that you lost your fish he definitely was dude. oh my gosh bro oh, that fish God. was so big and it was so beautiful god well we had such a good time man you win some and you lose some That's well all and all of our pictures you guys can see all of our pictures some of our pictures this is this is three of the what eight steelhead we got. Dude, we had a good trip, bro. I don't, yeah, I don't remember the number. We I caught, right. I caught one thirty incher that we called her, or was it twenty nine incher? I forget what we called it. We were just calling things because we did not bring any tape measure, dude. No, but we did have an area we measured. So this next year, we're going to go back and measure it <laughs> on the cutting boards. The infamous. Trust us, it was huge. It was. It was. It was bigger. Huge. It was bigger than. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I think it was massive. All right, so I caught it last on a six episode, pound. bro, we um we done fucked up and we talked about we talked oh, yeah. about Tom Brady. <laughs> I said so, five, maybe six. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, dude, five doesn't sound right. And so Tom hit us up. He wanted to let us know exactly what you know he had. He had seven. Seven. Um, yeah. You got Nick Foles there. That would have been eight. You got Eli Manning one. That would have been nine. And Eli Manning two. That would have been that would have been 10. Right. So I appreciate Tom giving credit to the people who would have filled up his hand. Um, personally, I couldn't have cheered for any team more than the Giants during those years. Um, now, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a Giants fan. Like, that. that's long since passed because, you know, fuck, man. It's, it's hard to watch a team, like, be that shitty. So what I am, I'm a fan of good football. So Hell yeah. Um, you know, as the Eagles were going, dude, and you love anything, like you can tell, guys, like listening to the show, we're always talking about the upsets. That's what we want to talk about. So you see Nick Foles going up against Tom Brady. Shit, dude, like if you love upsets, you're going for Nick Foles. So I can proudly say I was cheering for every single time Tom Brady lost, and never have I cheered for him when he won and under any circumstances. Like, like I. As a fan of good football, like sometimes you want to see him break a record and stuff. Like it's not like yeah. I've never pulled for Tom Brady, but I've never yeah. pulled for him to win a Super Bowl. Fuck that shit. So let's talk about the ones but he did win. Brady. I have though, I have. Yeah, I just I knew that. That's why I wanted to make a difference between. I want to I want to make sure we're clear on this. Is because the first year he won, right, and he came in for an, in, an injured um, Bledsoe, Bledsoe, I think, right. Bledsoe yeah. gets injured. He comes in and finishes out the season and takes it to the Super Bowl. I mean, I remember that season, that year so clearly, and it was just like, what the fuck, this young kid just did that, you know? And like the, I mean, this was a big deal, you know. Like everybody's like, is this dude for real? Is this just a, you know, one-time thing? Kind of like what Nick Foles did later, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like I remember, my granddad one time even saying a couple years later after Tom had won two, and I had said that Tom was going to end up being one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and my granddad laughed at me and he said and i quote tom brady is a great system quarterback he'll never be many more is this the there same guy who said the computers wouldn't become a thing i don't know dude my yeah, granddad's a little did. out there he did, he did. He's, he definitely said those he said 
<laughs> they were they were never gonna catch on. All right. <laughs> and he and he reminds Love me it, sometimes. Man. Like I don't know if that makes him. Anyway, we'll move on. All right. So let's talk about the the rings that Tom did win, and I appreciate him giving some credit to everybody else. Uh, first of all, the Tuck Rule. So he's given um, credit to the rule book there. Um, Malcolm Butler. Uh, what a game ending there due to that interception against Seattle. Um, we've got the Falcons choking. That's true. That's true, dude. That, and we they, got they, two. That's epic. Go ahead. Yeah, we got two that were crediting. That's an epic choke. Um, the Pats defense there. Um, all right. You know, the Pats and the Bucks. We got two defensive credits there. Um, we got Spygate, dude. Um, and then, bro, I don't. I shouldn't even admit it, bro. But you tell me, who's D Ford? What the fuck? I don't even know that one. Uh oh, we don't know, bro. We don't know. I he's a defensive back, isn't he? See, I said that. And now I'm gonna look stupid, probably. I don't know, dude. I don't know. There's so many. There's been a lot of Fords in the NFL. <laughs> D Ford. Um, I don't know, man. Don't know what happened, man. Oh, okay. So there was a penalty he had, bro. All right, there you go. I'm reading about it really fast. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there you go. Now we know, dude. So the Chiefs had almost the, had the game sealed up, and then he ended up. Getting a penalty call. Yeah, on. So he was a defensive. He was a defensive back. See, I'm not a complete idiot. <laughs> All right. So, once again, thank you, Tom, for bringing this up and bringing this to our attention. Uh, I knew we were in trouble, bro. As soon as we started talking about something we didn't know, like yeah, well, if we don't know for sure, he has a certain number of rings, dude. That guy is gonna bitch slap the hell out of us. That's for sure, dude. Dude, and I would let him bitch slap the hell out of us with the rings on too, because. Anytime you disrespect a great, you deserve it. Dude, I hope um I hope him and Giselle work everything out. You got anything to add about Giselle, bro? Oh man. Remember, Tom's watching, bro. Aquafina, man. Aquafina, bro. Aquafina. Alright. So, um, pool house, bro. Let's talk about him, dude. Special day for him. That was insane. Insanity, bro. Yeah, dude. I was going to pull it up, but man, this is not going to work, dude. So we'll just talk about it, dude. What do you think that home run's worth, dude? Like that ball. I, My kids are all into, you know, watching some, some baseball now, which they've never done before, you know, watching Aaron Judge at bats and things like that. And they're asking me all these questions. And they're like, why do you get $2 million if you catch the home run ball? I'm like, well, by the way, they're talking about it being worth like a million and a half to two million at Judge. Home run ball, whoever gets it, you know, like, I don't know. Lottery, bro. Hey, so last night, dude, I went to bed, right? I went to bed at the rain delay on the Yankees game. I mean, like, did I miss anything, bro? No, it got, it was over. Got called. called Like, some some asshole was put, (laughs) this is, I mean, funny for him, because he probably got a million and a half views on it, but he said, uh, he posted a video of Aaron Judge hitting a home run with an empty stadium, and everybody on the field like it was a real game, just probably you know during the pandemic. And he was just like, "Yeah, home run number sixty-one last night after the rain delay," and it was definitely not that game. And 
yeah, there was so many people watching it, and that guy was just like fucking around with people. It was pretty funny. That's great, dude. That's great. Why not? You know, why not get some views, dude? All right, so let's Hell talk yeah. a bit about NFL football on Sunday, and then we're gonna jump back and talk more about the Yankees in a minute, dude. So, I right, um, you want me to run through some scores and you tell me when to stop? How about that? Steelers, sure, man. Let's Browns, seventeen to twenty-nine. Browns go two and one. All right, the Saints lose to the Panthers, and Baker gets his first win of the season, twenty-two to fourteen. That's a good game. I mean, yeah, the Saints. I, everybody thought we we're gonna be crushing him so good job for baker for winning a game that everybody thought he was going to lose and i gotta say there was a whole lot different play calling going on yeah i didn't get a chance to watch it bro yeah dude it wasn't it wasn't as like so obvious like they lined the guy back to the back left a yard and a half back and then baker would throw so it threw off the defense a little bit you could tell that you know maybe it's us maybe it was somebody else probably somebody else because we're not that smart that recognized what the fuck's going down yeah all right, so the Bears beat the Texans. The Colts beat the Chiefs. Dude, I didn't expect that one, bro. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, 20 to 17. Hell of a game right there. Yeah, and then let's talk about the Dolphins and the Bills. I mean, that was that's a game, you know, we, we had some questions about because the Bills, we know the Bills are good, right? But how would the Dolphins handle it? And as much as, you know, we expected, like, it seems like the Dolphins handled the pressure. Now, there's a bit of controversy dude going on right that? now pull it up i'm pulling it up um like right now you got an announcement by adam schefter that you know the nfl players association is going to be looking into what happened here with tua because he should not have been going back in the game bro and it you know he um i'd say he like saying he was unsteady on his feet struggling to stand up didn't know where he was is kind of an understatement bro like the guy yeah he as he stands up here we go he stands up walking unsteady whoa falls down gets up teammates have to hold him up all right dude so obviously he was having some serious issues with his balance his head was all fucked up he did a little shake to get rid of it bro that that's some scary stuff right there dude like i understand like they they play football for a living but like when anytime you see a head injury or something like that like the fact that they didn't get like they took him out but he was able to talk him back into letting him into the game they go on to get the win but at what cost right this is dangerous yeah dude i i mean now if it comes back that he has a concussion after the game which you know they're going to be looking into it very heavily like yeah. you you know the Dolphins are going to get fined heavily. This is going to be this is going to be a big situation on their hands. Like, Tua, man, like, you get one brain, you know, like a concussion the first time you get it, it it's it's not as bad as the second or third or fourth. You know, I've had I've had double digits in concussions. You know, I've had like ten or eleven concussions in my life. It gets worse, right? If this is his first real legit concussion, you know, you think you're good. You're thinking everything's good, but the problem is your brain doesn't get the proper time to heal, and you're fucked. Right. So, that's this is not you know 2001 when we were playing basketball, and I get a concussion by running into the ass of some other dude by diving for the ball, and knocked myself out completely. Got a pretty good concussion, right? Mm-hmm. 
doctors say you should take, you know, two to four weeks off. And the next day, what am I doing? Playing in the hot gym. Yeah. Basketball, uh, you know, eight minute game or uh, eight minute quarters, you know, like three games that day. So right. the point is, is that like, this isn't then like, you can't do that shit anymore. Like now it's a completely different ball game where you gotta, you gotta listen to it. It's not like, Oh, it's a hit, head injury. He'll be good in like 24 hours. That's not how it goes anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, no, this guy needs serious time off. And now if you're going to be rushing your future and you're a great dolphins team, how does this set precedent for the rest of the guys? Like, oh, yeah, well, if he's got to play with a concussion, what do I have to do with a broken leg? Yeah. For real. That's a good point. Shitty shit, bro. All right, man. So the Lions fall to the Vikings 24-28. The Ravens beat the Patriots 37-26. The Bengals yeah. beat the Jets 27-12. to All right, you want to talk that, about That was interesting. Both that was interesting. Or what? What do you well, just say? Jets and Bengals. Like, yeah. The Jets were started off so well. I was pretty impressed. And then <laughs> the Bengals started off so horrible. And I was like, man, this is going to be an interesting shit show. And it really was an interesting shit show. Yeah. I mean, I, I, if you're a team that made it to the Super Bowl and you start 0-2, there's nothing better than playing the Jets. Let's put it that way. Exactly. All right. So Raiders and Titans. Raiders fall to 0-3. Uh, they lose to... 24 to 22. All right, the Eagles beat the Commanders. They're 3 and 0, 24 to 8. Um, Jaguars beat the Chargers 38 to 10. You had Herbert out there playing with broken ribs, man. That, uh, I can't even fucking imagine, dude. Like anyway, all right, Rams and Cardinals. The Rams beat the Cardinals. They beat 20 to 12. Ugh, my words aren't working, but here we go. Falcons Seahawks 27 to 23. Falcons win. Seahawks are in trouble, bro. All right, then we have the 49ers and Broncos. We talked about that one already, 11 to 10. And, bro, we talk, haven't talked about the Packers and the Bucks yet. Um, Packers win 14 to 12. Um, yeah, dude, there's a lot There's a lot to unpack about this game. You got any thoughts right now? Oh, man. Um, about, I don't know, dude. Right, it's so, just seen- that final just seemed play of the rough. game, dude, like for, you know, <laughs> for Tom Brady, you know, is really being defined by the fact that there was a penalty there and he got backed up. Um, if they had got that two-point conversion, we're going to overtime. And um, as it stood, it seemed like the Bucks were shooting themselves, themselves in the foot the whole game. Um, 12 points, you know, and you got Tom Brady on your team. And, like, yeah, I mean the offense. They're missing receivers. They're missing like three. That's you know, that, that's what's going down, options. bro. I mean, like let's just be honest. He doesn't have his receivers out there, right? And that's as simple as that. You know, when you don't have the what your top three receivers and tight end, mm-hmm. like listen, you, I, I, you're crazy if Tom Brady is not picking up that phone call and calling Gronk, being like, "Listen, man, I can get you a deal that you can come on, start playing immediately." You don't have to go through training camp, and I can get you the full amount of money. You know, $10 million, whatever. Whatever he wants. He's a gronk. You know? Yeah. He needs he needs a big body out there. and, and Just show up for the playoffs. As much as these – yeah, like he needs somebody else. Like, listen, the Bucks aren't done wheeling and dealing. They're going to get him somebody else, no doubt. 
and I like Beasley. I like he's going to be a good uh, guy for him when he gets you know up and going. So yeah. maybe maybe they can be all right. But I mean, this is I heard I mean, Terrell listen. Owens is looking for a comeback. <laughs> to hey, listen, if you want a fifty-year-old guy that can still run, then To's your man. So, um, at the end of the game, Aaron Rodgers was being interviewed by Aaron Andrews, and she asked him a question. Blah blah blah, bro. Let's just say it, dude. He said basically he noticed something on the scoreboard that they shouldn't have shown. He went and told his coach, and it might have impacted that final um, penalty that backed the Buccaneers up five yards and really yep. gave them, you know, a very difficult, you know, um, two-point conversion. I mean, about as tough as it gets on two-point conversions unless you get called for a holding or something. But what did he see? He didn't say anything, but what did he see? Bro, I no doubt that they showed somebody's clipboard or tablet or whatever. Really? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. That's why I was like, oh, man, something happened cheating-wise. But here's the th- here's my thing. He right. can claim it was the big screen. But you and I both know that that's probably a bunch of bullshit. You know, there's there's been cheating going on in the NFL before. He slipped up and said something he shouldn't have said. And you, if you don't think the NFL is not going to be looking into this, and you're fucking stupid because the NFL is going to just destroy this. They're going to decide. What if it's true? What if it really is just the Bucks' own? Well, then you'll hear it. The NFL will come out and say, "You think so? You know, the Bucks." camera people show the tablet and they'll show the exact you know whatever you know the nfl will come out with that like that this is going to be searched this is going to be you know dug into is because you got spygate we just talked about spygate you know right uh, with that 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 ring so you know this is the same situation if this is what aaron Rodgers did you see his haircut his hair on underneath his the hat not really i didn't really notice anything about it it looks like oh, aaron you got Rogers that thing pulled up man no i don't don't. Oh, okay, don't worry about that. His hair looked like somebody on the team had cut it. <laughs> and it was sticking out like one side, like I don't know, some anime character they would see. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. It was fucked. Alright, dude. We promise we'll have that for you shortly. If it's fucked, we wanna see it, bro. We wanna <laughs> see it. Alright, so Here's what I want to show everybody right now. All right, so at the end of this game, um, the Dolphins, um, shit, dude, we just we just fucking talked about the game. But tell me who the Dolphins were playing again, bro. Ah, dude, we're so fucked. Buffalo, dude. bro. Yeah, dude. Okay, so th- thank you. So Buffalo, yeah, yeah, offensive coordinator, um, has a bit of a meltdown. You ready for it, bro? Oh yeah, this is great, bro. All right, so as the, the game best. concludes, this is the final play. All right, so he could have got out of balance, maybe, right? I don't know. Oof. Yeah, he could have. All right, so. He could have. Countdown for. Boom, game over. They don't get to spike the ball. They don't get a playoff. They don't get a chance for the field goal. All right, so. If you'd gotten out of balance, they still probably wouldn't have won it, but they had a chance, right? They would have had a couple more plays. So here's the um, offensive coordinator for the Dolphins, I mean the Bills, um, coming up any second now as he just kind of unleashes a series of reactions, bro. There's, There's Allen letting his helmet have it. 
Here we go. Offensive coordinator. Three, two, one. Pull. One. One step. Two steps. Three steps. Four steps. Five. Um, I think he's going to keep going, dude. <laughs> he's not going to stop. Yeah, dude. Holy shit, dude. Uh, all right. So right. what's uh, have you I, ever done I, anything I, like that? Go ahead. Have I ever done anything like that? Yeah, yeah, man. I I've like reamed out a player in the locker room and I was throwing chairs and shit. All right. Um, I mean, I was like a young twenty year old kid, so like keep that in mind. So yeah. we were up by like twenty three or twenty four at halftime, and we only had six players or seven players. And I had this player named Jordan Wiggins. And uh, Jordan liked to shoot, bro. He just liked to let it fly. And Jordan uh, just kept on shooting. And I think after, like, the second miss shot, I told him to stop shooting. And the problem was I, I didn't have any bench players, man. I had nobody else, you know? Oh, you are that short, huh? Yeah. I had, you know, Blake Thompson fouled out, so I didn't have anybody else. And he just kept on shooting. And our 23-point lead uh turned into us losing and we had three players when we lost because we kept on going over the back on jordan's shots man it was the fucking worst so, so i got into the locker room yeah. i got into the locker room and they had you know we're playing at um they're called the rockets um with the the catholic school downtown okay um saint mary's i All think right. the rockets anyways we're playing them and they had this locker room and next to the locker room was the shower and there's a bunch of chairs sitting next to the shower and nobody's in the shower. Everybody's putting their clothes on. And I just start throwing chairs into the shower and just like throwing a little temptum tantrum and being like, fucking idiots. What the fuck? You know, like I told you to stop shooting. Why would you keep shooting? He's like, cause you didn't pull me out. <laughs> fuck the... All right. Yeah. Dude. So I lost my shit on that. So, but that's the only time that I've like <laughs> lost my shit like that. And, <laughs> Like acted like a child. I didn't know. I didn't know the answer to that question. So uh, I appreciate you unpacking that, dude. It's was, was crazy <laughs> yeah. to get a real answer on that, dude. Layers dude, of shit to unpack. But um, so, I was. I I I had it literally right. Years later, I had to write Jordan just to tell him I was sorry because I felt so shitty for the way I treated him that day because he quit playing basketball after that. Like, like, stop playing. And I always felt bad, like I was the reason, which I was, that he quit. And I, you know, he was like, nah, man, you're good. Don't worry about it. And it doesn't matter what he says. I still feel fucking bad that I, like, yeah, torched his little high school soul. <laughs> Jesus. Well, all right, dude. So some other episodes we've talked about, this infamous commu- computer that we had um, that yeah. we had, you know, changed out some of the audio files to Star Wars and stuff. And then um, you mentioned that you had searched playboy on that computer and um you know obviously everybody that age was like trying to look at naked girls right so here's the deal right Guilty. um all right so we we had this computer that had some porn downloaded we donated it to our church right all right yeah there we saw oh, guilty it was donated to our church <laughs> all right even now, better uh, dude so over the years though we found better uses to do like how to get rid of computers that had a lot of porn downloaded on them because yeah. it was like People would like we had these computers and people would use them and then it would be like it's filled up with viruses and you can't even use it. So um, remember we uh, our dad had a a gun. It was a thirty out thirty. We yep. would take that fucker out and we would just shoot the computers, right? And yep. That would kind of settle it. And then after that, you just kind of like throw listen, it out on the highway. There's li- listen. Okay, I want to make sure this sounds like we're doing illegal shit. Okay. Because totally. I think we were is. not doing illegal shit on online. 
we're, we're using LimeWire to download porn. Okay, guys. And then we came from a very Christian home, so yeah. we never were supposed to have this porn. So we felt like we always had to go overboard. And, and one of those times, you know, our little brother, John, just came back from Afghanistan and he had a bunch of dirty magazines. And we all threw, right, we're throwing every threw all the magazines in a burn pile and oh we had to yes. clean up so, that naked ladies all, all over right. the... So everybody knows about the Oklahoma wind, right? And it just we had this burn pile of naked um so many titties magazines and it just as they would like burn, they would just start floating, dude. It, was, it would burn the ream and it would, then everything it would go up in the air and it would go into the trees and there's like they'd stop burning. Like, there's like naked girls everywhere. Like our plan to get rid of these nudie magazines created nudie trees <laughs> yeah, it, never was, went away it was anymore. never the same you <laughs> <laughs> would just like be out there yeah. doing something and you'd be like what the fuck did I just step on <laughs> yeah <laughs> the person that cuts the grass Rob said that the following year said that he was like somebody did something with a magazine out there because I kept on finding <laughs> magazine and a very like conservative Christian um, person. And Rob was like, I don't know what, but my brother lived out there forever. And we, we had a tendency to do really stupid shit out in that property. It was like five acres of land and a basement that was finished that we could do whatever the fuck we wanted. And nobody would ever say anything. And essentially is what, you know, it turned into is like our little area that we would just do stupid shit. And like, dude, you want to take mushrooms? Let's go there. You want to go um, do this? Let's go there. <laughs> one time, somebody shot my car up, bro. What? Yeah, it wasn't actually my car, but it was my my, my father-in-law's car. Like, I wasn't married at that point, but yeah, like, they, they came by and they shot the car, the side of the car, like, poof, 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 poof. and like, nobody did anything. Nobody called the cops. Wow. Nobody did a damn thing about it. It was like, that's Well, how... you guys were in it? No. Oh, okay. They just like I don't even know why they did it. It was like just an empty car. They just like came by and shot up. <laughs> like, dude, dude, I think that I, area, I have suspicions, it, bro. But I, I'll, I don't we'll explain that area to people here. Names, dude. But yeah, if you want to know that, that area, area is dude, Deep Edmond, over by Deer Creek, Street, like Dan a mile and a half, two miles from Deer Creek. Yeah, straight up country, man. And it it was like I don't know. Like, we could go on and on about stories yeah. that we did stupid shit out there with, but the reality is... We used to do a lot of stupid shit. We had a lot of fun, and we had a place to go get drunk and whatever else we wanted to do, and know that nobody else is ever going to find us. So, it was perfect. And if you guys, listening, if you guys have, you know, teenage kids, you know, even 20-year-old kids, early 20-year-old kids, get some property... And put a small building out there and show your kids how they can have a good time in an area that they don't have to drive or anything else like that. Because that was a hell of an awesome experience having that place out there. Yeah. But don't do that, dude. Like, <laughs> Party um, area. Oh, my God, dude. We, yeah, we did some stupid shit there, dude. Oh, oh my God. God. We'll, we'll tell more stories about that later. But as of right now, dude, let's... Like I just noticed something college football I wanted to talk about, dude. Kansas well, beat Duke four to nothing. Yeah. What what do you got, dude? Well, yeah, yeah. Kansas beat Duke. They're four and zero. I mean, right. hell yeah, dude. The first right. time they've been four and zero forever. Yeah. Good for them, dude. Did you have something hey, else you want to say? Yeah, yeah. Go to the butt underneath the butt punt, right? Yeah. There is a Pat McAfee show thing. Click that right there. 
This is uh, Aaron Rodgers' hair. Oh, okay. Right there, about. dude. Nope, That's the one that. above it. The big one. Pat McAfee. Alright. Butt punt. Oh, okay. I see what happened, dude. Got separated. Alright, so Aaron Rodgers' hair, we have promised and we're about to deliver. Three. I love it when I start counting down because then I just have to slow it down <laughs> to, to adjust it. Oh no, dude, this is this is not that, bro. This oh, is it's the, the one below that. <laughs> All right, so this is the bounce off the top of the goalpost, bro. Dude, right, I've never seen that before. Times. Hits the actual tip of it. All they right. should give you like five points for that, bro. All right, bro. The one. I don't even see what you're talking about, dude. <laughs> right? Do you see my? Uh... Yeah. Oh, that fucker. Yeah. Oh. All right. All right, guys. We're 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 fixing our technical difficulties. <laughs> you see my finger? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Dude, all right, all right. So I gotta get this shit going, man. But I I think you've overpromised, dude. You've over okay. Over-promised. <laughs> okay, maybe I just gotta peek at it, so maybe I'm wrong. Here we go. Three, two, one, Aaron Rodgers hair. Look at his hair hanging up, bro. Yeah, dude. And then look at how he's like looking into the camera and the he way looks, he talks. He's like, he's, he's beyond drugs, man, bro. He's he looks so high. And that haircut, what the hell, bro? Sometimes you see things in the games. <laughs> and the other side is completely shaved. Yeah, dude. I don't know what happened there, he, dude. One time I cut my own hair. Oh yeah. I think it looks like that. Jesus, man. Uh, All right, man. I laugh every single time I see Aaron Rodgers talk because I can't help myself, dude. Like, man. All right, dude. Marvin Harrison Jr. showed up in some nice cleats, bro. He had some Louis Vuitton Nike cleats. Uh, I'm guessing those are custom made, bro. Uh, yeah, aren't they? Sh- not Chanel. Um, they were Louis Vuitton. Yeah. yeah, Louis Vuittons, man. Yeah, but I mean, they also had the Nike symbol on them, so that's why I'm like. Right. Whatever they are, Who they're baller. What? And then he had an Apple Watch too, man. Yeah, dude. For real. Yeah, he, Seriously. He was styling, dude. Is he a good player? I mean, I, I mean, I know who his dad was. That was damn good. But man, he did some things last year that like brought him into the scene. But like, I, he, I don't even know if his that's his son. I think so, bro. <laughs> Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, like, yeah, that's his son, dude. All right, all right. <laughs> what else's son would it be? I don't know, dude. All right, man. It's gotta be, dude. All right, man. I could be wrong. <laughs> I'm just assuming things here, but um, let's talk a little bit about the Yankees, man. Before we do, um, let's talk Otani. He got to 200 strikeouts. That's pretty dope. Um, Way to go, man. I know. Man. For someone who's yeah, as good as he is, you know, to be as dominant pitching, I mean, it's awesome, dude. But we're Yankees fans, so we, you know, we give him his credit. We gave Pujols his, you know, his talk, hitting 700. But, man, how about the Yankees just finding a way to win? Um, I heard last night, um, hmm. I think it was Cohen saying that just ever since this chase has really picked up for Judge, it's like the Yankees have just locked in. So I think oh, they've yeah. won seven in a row now. Yep. Um, and 
I don't know, man. It just it feels great. The other night we got to see, I think it was Friday night, we saw um, Boone get ejected, Cole get ejected. It's just like, I don't know, it's a type of intensity where everybody has each other's backs. That's exactly it, man. Like, a lot of the spotlight, um, spotlight has been taken off of how bad they've been playing because of Judge. And I think that lessened mm-hmm. up a lot of the expectations of what's happening there. Uh, what Judge is doing is truly spectacular. He's he's now pretty much in the lead for all statistics and uh, offensive-wise home runs, uh, batting average. He's tied for first. And uh, RBIs, he's, he's crushing it in RBIs right now. So at this point, I mean, there's a, a legit chance. And you've got like six or seven games left. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, this is going to be exciting. I, I'm excited for the Yankees. I'm excited for... Aaron Judge, I'm excited for this this opportunity that they have to see everything together. And what a crazy year for baseball. 700 for Pujols. And then you have something like Aaron Judge stepping up and doing, you know, 60-plus home runs this year. I mean, this is going to be crazy, man. Like, I don't know. This is going to be really good for uh, uh, playoffs and everything else like that, the storyline there. Because the Yankees look good. You've got your Dodgers, the Mets. Uh, the Braves on the other side, it, it's going to be interesting to see how it all comes out. Yeah. It sounded dirty, but yeah. No, it didn't. It didn't. didn't. But um, we, with, um, yeah, like this renewed interest in the, the home run chase, you know, and you start hearing about Roger Maris again. Um, great. You know, great mm. to hear the stories, Mickey Mantle and Maris. And I think Mantle hit 56 that year. Um, sure. And, we we talk about Mantle being you know an Oklahoman and that yeah you know, that means a lot to us and on top of that we got to hear a story I've heard, never heard about Roger Maris before but he was a great football player too and really? he was offered a scholarship to OU hmm. but Cleveland offered him uh, the Indians did anyway the organization they offered him five thousand dollars to go play which for is them. a shit ton of money back then right so I think it's it's pretty interesting um, that tie I was. You know, I love hearing that. I love hearing stories about Roger Maris and, sure. you know, um, kind of blows my mind. He's not in the Hall of Fame. I understand the argument. You know, he did have the the stats over a career, but he did win two MVPs. Um, and, you know, three years. The war made a difference in that, too. Yeah. I think at some point, like, people are going to have to reevaluate. But if our buddy Adam is listening, I'm probably going to really piss him off. But, like. I, I understand the idea like, okay, a couple good seasons does not make you a Hall of Famer. But at some point, when every single time somebody gets close to like a record you set, you start talking about it, like there's there's a significant value in that yeah. player. I mean, I feel like with basketball, they give them a little bit less, like it's a little less numbers driven. It's more like impact driven. Sure. Like maybe you didn't play, you know, 20 years, but the eight years you did, you were really great. Like, do you doubt that Derrick Rose will make it to the Hall of Fame? I don't. Right? I mean, I think that's a good comparison yeah. to me to like a Roger Maris, whereas like, like how many years did um, Derrick Rose have at his peak? Probably more than Maris did at his peak. And I understand that argument, but Maris played probably more above average years than, than Rose will by the time it's all done. I don't know. I'm just pulling shit out of my ass, dude. But you, you start talking. No, no, I, I agree. I, I think there should be an, an opportunity for these old guys. You know, and I know that there's a lot of, you know, Major League does a really good job at making sure these guys get noticed and stuff like that. But, I mean, at some point, like you said, it's got to come down. And they've got to sit down and recognize that if 
the war, all this other stuff didn't happen, what could have his stats been throughout his career? Because when you take out four years of a, you know, a greats career and they have a shortened, you know, time span they play. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I say shorter time span, but you know what I'm saying? Like, then you got to also throw in their injuries and different things like that. Like those affect careers. And especially back then when, you know, torn rotator cuff or this or that, they didn't have surgeries for you either played with it or you learn you had to be done. You know, you you hear all the time of these pitchers that were so phenomenal. And then they, you know, think about Nolan Ryan and somebody once asked how many pitches did Nolan Ryan once throw in the game. Right. And it was something like, he's like, I don't know, 250, 300. (laughs) Yeah. Nowadays they throw the ball like, I mean, 103 times yeah. is like a max for most pitchers, you know? Yeah. So I, I look at that and I kind of like, you know, that's a different ball game, you know, yeah. like you play through injuries, you did stuff like that. And so thus you play 20 years, but your career doesn't look as good because you played with a, you know, partially torn hamstring for five of those years, you know, or this or that. And unfortunately that's what you get with, you know, guys like Roger Maris and you're sitting there going, was it injury? You know, was it that he played, past, you know, past his prime? Like, what, you know, what was it that caused it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure, dude. And, you know, as we look at kind of what's going on right now with the Yankees, um, I heard Michael Kay saying that we, our magic number was three going into the game. So now we're at two to seal up the AL East. And you couldn't ask for anything more. Um, you know, there was that hiccup in the middle of the season that felt like, you know, shit wasn't going to automatically straighten out. and We'll call it the Gallo hiccup. All right, fine. We got that. <laughs> but um, I don't know, man. I, I love the energy this team brings. I love I love all these guys. Like, there's just a, a camaraderie. I We mentioned that the judge, um, Chase, being a part of it. But, you know, that if it, it wouldn't start there if it wasn't real. So, <clears throat> you know, as – as we start, you know, focusing more and more on the meaning of, you know, what this, you know, sixty-first home run, the sixty-second home run, if we can get there, I mean, I, I started thinking back about, you know, ninety-eight, you know, and, and watching those hmm. games, you know, as Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were neck and neck and going back and forth, and that, that was pretty spectacular, is incredibly special, um, but for this to be what it is, like as a Yankees fan, right, and to be all in on this. Um, I, I don't know. Like I feel like looking at Aaron Judge, right, and his reaction. I think at first it was like this isn't going to bother me. This isn't. Mm. I'm not. You know, I'm a professional. It's not going to bother me. But I almost started to notice the weight of what he's about to do. It's starting to get to him, dude. Do I mean? Do you think that's accurate? Yeah. I mean, how could it not? You know, like there's certain times that like you see these athletes that take on a lot of responsibility because they recognize the fans, you know, they recognize all this other stuff. And I mean, as an Aaron Judge fan, like it's got to, you know, I know he's saying it's not making a difference, but it's got to make a difference deep down inside. It's got to it's got to be stirring, seeing how these people all stand on their feet. You know, like, and and he knows that these people are, these people being us are all standing on our feet no matter what, like, like whether at the game or we're in, you know, watching the game, we're all on our feet. Like we're all right there. We're all glued to that, that moment. He knows this, 
I mean, he is a baseball fan. He's been a baseball fan for a while. So this isn't something that's new for him to be like, oh, I wonder what everybody's doing. No, he understands the gravity of it. And that's why sometimes it's a little hard, you know, to get over that hump. But I'm not worried about it, man. He's going to be all right. He's 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 a special talent, man. And I get excited just having the opportunity and, and feeling like I have the opportunity to watch him play. Uh, the way he plays defense, the way that, you know, on the offensive side. And a lot of people will be like, well, if he's not a Yankee next year, I'm not cheering for him. But for me, it, it's not about that. You know, like watching a player the way he's he's come up through the minors and watching minor league baseball with him in it and 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 really enjoying uh, just how he was, you know, coming up through the, the, the years. And now the last five years of being able to watch him do this insane shit. And yes, there's been injuries and different things like that, but... The reality is, is that something like this right here, uh, you know, you can only dream of, you know, you can only dream that you have this opportunity to break the Yankees records and home runs or, you know, break all these other things that he's going to break this year. And I, I, I look at this and as as an athlete, like as a baseball player, is is there something that means more to a baseball player than a triple crown? well average you know having insane numbers like this like yeah. there has to be something in the you know deep down inside of being like what well, who man this is this is intense because triple crown you know 61 62 home runs whatever he's chasing right is his goal yeah. like this is heavy shit super heavy shit like so for us to say that he's not impacted would be absolutely silly but I judge doesn't deal with pressure and stuff like that. Like everybody else's does. So who, who really knows, man, I'm, I'm just lucky that I get to watch and be, be part of it. Yeah. So now we're going, um, we're going up to Toronto for three games and we got Baltimore for three and we got the Rangers for four. So that's 10 games left in the season and um, not a lot of pressure at this point, as far as like getting the wins, we'll, we'll get them. When and we do we get play them. the Rangers at, do we play the Rangers at Texas in Arlington? Yeah. Which okay. reminds me, dude, um, <laughs> I was going to talk about this. Uh, I went to uh, a Yankees game in Arlington um, when yeah. I, I think like 13 or 14, and they were playing um, in the playoffs, and there was a rain delay. That's what really made me start remembering it was last night's rain delay. And our seats weren't great, but when the rain delay hit, um, and there was a closeout game, I think, uh, I forget you know how it goes. It, it used oh, yeah. to be shorter first rounds of the um, baseball playoffs, so I think it was game three, and we were getting ready to sweep them, right? But yeah. uh, weren't they best out of five back then? Um, anyway. Uh, you know, I, I know there anyway. was a time that they were best out of five and then best out of three, and then now they're whatever. Right, so we go down to watch the Yankees, and the rain delay, you know, resets everything. Hmm. Um, they wanted to finish the game because it's the playoffs, so they bring everybody back in. Um, but most of the fans don't come back. So we go from being up in the upper decks to sitting pretty much right behind the dugout about wow. eight rows back and pretty special memory. You know, you never know when something like that will happen, but um, definitely brought back some memories, talking to the kids, telling them all the, all the Yankees memories and stories. And, you know, that, I mean, that's what this type of this time of year is all about, right? Getting ready to watch oh, yeah. the Yankees in the playoffs, get caught up, get the family on board. So, you know, as, um, the cold sets in and you know yankee stadium you know fills out like we know it can um, the energy is peaking everybody's plugged in at the peak of the game and that's what it's all about so 
we love the Yankees. We love talking Yankees, bro. Um, All day. Pumped up about this winning streak and what we're on the precipice of. Dude, you got anything else to add? Nah, man. Just, yeah. Got some good games coming up. Got some good motherfucking games coming up, dude. Um, all right. One more college football thing, and then we'll jump back and talk a little bit about the Thunder. Um, so Arizona State is having some issues. With the Herm Edwards thing is... It's cool. over there, right? He's gone at this point, I believe. But now word is coming out, dude. What exactly was happening, dude? Is it like his assistant coaches were trying to get him fired or something? Yeah, dude. It looks like it looks like somebody was leaking information about the game plans before the game. To the opponents, bro. To the opponents, man. I mean, we live in the United States of America, bro. I feel like that's treason. That, 100% that's treason. That's an execution, uh, uh, ex- executable offense in America. He got fired, so somebody got their way. <laughs> Shit, dude. Bro, right, uh, before we go, before we go talking anywhere else, you gotta go to that uh, "Make Me Feel Good" story with that kid. Uh, that was uh, the water boy for this uh, team that uh, the, uh, the team that just won their league. All right, and he man. pulled him out of the stand. Yeah, man. Um, just because everybody needs a good, there we go. Good feel good story, man. For sure, man. So. Basically, what it, set the table a little bit. Is this um, rugby? Is it yeah. Australian rules football? What are we watching? Man, I don't even know what it is. But all I saw was uh, a tweet that put it uh, with it that said that um, this young man was the water boy for the team and he wasn't allowed on the field for, or wasn't allowed to be there for the team that, for whatever reason. Okay. And then okay. they saw so him celebrating. Him. Yeah. Saw him celebrating. And then he was like, you got to come down here, right? Which is great, man. I yeah. love this, dude. Like, this kid's been part of their, their season and wasn't able to do that. And then now he gets an opportunity to come and party with their guys, bro. Right? Nothing better, bro. This, Nothing better than partying on the pitch with right? your favorite players. But, yeah, dude. Dude, and he's just so stoked. Like, and and this is I I don't know man this is exciting this dude, is something this is that's Australian cool to see football league bro AFL yeah there you go there you go dude and we we've been watching some AFL man we've been learning more about Australian football great stuff dude we're big fans of Josh Giddy and that is why we're trying to figure out more about the game of Australian rules football because there's some things going on in that game that are different than any other sport that I've ever seen. Um, yeah they've got some elements it's beautiful it's, it's beautiful. crazy and beautiful it reminds you of american football and the tackling and the yeah. shape of the ball um and the fact that they kick it in yeah. you know in between some um, goal posts and things like that but outside of that it's not really like you know football like you got to dribble the ball you got to be able to pass the ball yeah. um there's different passes and that's really what got us into it we have a a listener on YouTube who said, you know, check out some Australian rules football if you want to learn more about Josh Giddy's game, and that'll help you out. And, like, one of the things that I've noticed with Australian rules football is they, they cradle the ball, and then they yeah. punch it, right? And they punch through, yeah. and they teach you to punch into your hand and stuff, right? But one of the things I've been noticing is the way that Josh Giddy cradles the ball and, and throws it almost like a disc, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. That's that's a common way to hold the ball for Australian sure. rules football. 
And there are certain things like a hand a smack where you can pass it. You have to punch the ball. I think we're going to see Josh Giddy's creativity in passing go to another level. I, we, oh, we've yeah, seen dude. some hints of it. We're like, oh, he's one of the most creative passers we've ever seen. But it's yeah. also like he's been cautious to really unleash it. So sure. as I learn more about footy that's the game he that's how he references it when he talks about he grew he played footy growing up well that's yep. australian rules football we need to learn about it if we're going to really understand josh giddy so i need so to give no. a massive shout out to no doubt you know to our youtube listener for or watcher just because it's important like we we're open to learning and sure. we appreciate you sharing that information with us for sure yeah and we're again it's it's the aspect of what josh giddy can do now I'm looking at this year, and I know we're going to see his assist increase per game, but I'm not expecting a massive increase just because, you know, we don't have Chet, you know, we're not going to have Shea at the beginning of the season at this moment. So knowing that, I kind of sit back here and I'm like, okay, what's going to happen? You know, how are we going to be able to see what Josh can do, right? And I think it's about being patient. I think it's about recognizing that some of these passes aren't going to be easy shots for guys to hit. And then next year they will be. So I expect the the following year, year three for Josh Giddy to be the see the biggest increase in assist. But until we get to that point with Chet down on the block for him, I think it's going to be a learning year for him of how to get the ball to the big guys, aka J. Will, JRE, Mike Muscala, how to get to the big guys successfully. You know, something that I felt like he did a good job last year, but there's no doubt he knows how to get the ball to the guards get the guard guards open and get getting the ball. So I would like to see that, that, like you said, that, that footy pass that he can do, man, you know, like see what he can do with that disc throw. Like those, those post players, they, they love that type of pass, man. They eat that shit up because their defenders aren't as smart as the guard defenders and seeing that type of pass right there, a guard defender will be on it a lot quicker than a, a post player. So I'm excited, man. This will be a fun year for Josh Giddy. I think, for us, we've really come to this conclusion that to start the year, like Shea's not going to be out there. Now, we could be wrong, um, but this idea that he's going to miss the beginning of training camp, like I can't imagine them being like, oh, skip training camp, just come out and play. Like mm -hmm. He's going to have his own training camp of, yep. of sorts of getting ready for the season, and it's not probably not going to be the same one as the teams, and that's, that's fine. So what can we expect from Josh Giddy out on the court if it really is starting out his team? Hmm. Well, I mean, I think you're going to see a lot of unselfish basketball out there. And that's something that we've seen in the past is that, you know, getting that ball around the horn and passing it around the horn, get it going quickly. Uh, if Shea's not going to be starting, I'm, I'm expecting somebody like J-Dub uh, to step up and, and start in that starting position for the time being. Um, may, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they decide to go with the Kenny Hustle. And they, be, they decide that they want to surround – Josh with high intensity defenders and high intensity guys that are going to be able to help Josh. So maybe you have Dort on one side and 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 um, um, Kenny Kenny um, Hustle Kenny um, Kendrick Williams on the other side. You know, yeah. that and, was the connection dude, last year, man. Giddy and Kenny. That was, yeah. I mean, the timing. Of I would his love cuts. to see that. Yeah. I would love to see that combination out there. You know. Oh yeah. I mean, to me that like cutting is a skill that is so underrated because you can't really like i'm sure there are people out there who have advanced statistics on cutting i'm not saying you yeah. can't but it's it's difficult and you have to like sure. really understand well like, 
we, timing. Think about it. Isaiah yeah. Roby was good on the other side too. Those two yeah. guys together out there really helped Josh Giddey's game. So right. we don't have Isaiah Roby now, but we still have our, our boy there. You know, like he could do some amazing things. He's going to do some great things this year. You yeah, know, Kenny I mean, Hustle is Mr. Uh, mullet Man right. is going to kill it this year. And like the play that it's easy to point to is that game against um, Dallas where um, Kenny ended up with Luca guarding him and is a game winning pass by Josh Giddy under the basket. But we had been talking about it for weeks prior to that because we had noticed that there was this like nonverbal connection between the two of them. It, and we had believed that Giddy was, you know, really creative and all these things. We would see certain signs of it with different guys and he would lead them with passes. But I really think Kenny was the first person to figure out. Um, I think the nonverbal um, communication with Giddy and then yeah. just give him so much space and confidence to be able to throw the ball to him. He would just lead yep. out and put his hand out there. That's what yep. set him apart. And I think oh, yeah. as the team kind of like look, goes back and studies the film, that's what the most important thing is. When Josh picks up his dribble, when the ball is dead, it's not dead with Josh. That's the important thing. A lot of times um, I feel like growing up, you were taught when the point guard picks the dribble up, the best thing you can do is go help the point guard out. Go get the ball and give it yeah. back, right? You get the point guard set up and make sure his dribble's live. With Josh, it's the opposite. You don't go to Josh to get the ball, right? If yeah. you want the ball from Josh, you set up and you cut back door. That's the way. He doesn't need help when the dribble's dead, right? <laughs> Maybe if he's in the corner, he's getting trapped. I could see that situation being. But usually he'll pick it up around the high post, you know, kind of extended three-point line. Sure. And then he'll get the ball up above his head. Ball fake. Ball fake. That way. Or, like, get it here and, <coughs> like, and nobody knows where it's going except for him and the guy who's yep. about to catch the ball. That's, oh, yeah. to me, what makes Josh Giddy special. And, and – yeah, that's why I'm pumped up about the start of the season more than anything. It's like, you know, I want to see him with these young guys, and I get it. Everybody's going to be like, oh, they're they're limited because of their youth. That's fair. I understand that. But in the end, they still got to play the games. And when they go up there, this team is not going to be like, okay, you guys are older than us. You're better than us. We're going to let you have the game. Sure. We're going to play to win every game. Yeah, and, and I love it when we have those opportunities to take a step back and, and watch, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, one of those opportunities that we would have had to watch this year would have been, you know, the start of the season with Josh, Chet, and everybody else. You know, that would have been fun to watch. And, yeah. and I, I want, you know, Shea to be playing with this group of guys, right? But mm -hmm. I keep going back to this year, and I, I'm like, okay, it's important that we compete. It's important that we get big games. It's important that Shea gets out there doing what he can do, right? Yeah. But, you know, to me, an MCL, you know, full terror – uh, sprain or whatever is not something to mess around with. And I would rather take a significant amount of time off, make sure that's healthy, you know, than messing around with it. And it, we've always been this way. You know, we didn't know what was up with Baisley when he got his, you know, broke his scapula. We, you know, that's during the season. I think a lot of bad things are just closed, you know, circuited during the season. Nobody really knows what's going on. They're really open what happened with, with Chet. And how the injury and the impact and all this other stuff really affected it. I, I look at this and, and with Chet, I, I'm like, okay, like, why rush him back? You know, this people are like, why? He could be back for Christmas, you know? And it's like, but but why rush him back? You know, 
we're not playing in this game for uh, you know a couple years we want these guys to have longevity so with that being said is how far back are we talking Shea could come back and i i'll stand firm and say that at eight weeks i think is the original goal like they'll they'll I think they can say that four weeks is the goal that he can start running with, you know, contact, you know, but not full speed. And I think by week week eight, that's really where we're looking at. So how many games is that? That's about 10 games, 11 games. Okay. So it's still, to me, it's worth it. You know, it's worth it to make sure that Shea is going to be okay. Then rushing these guys back and eventually hurting ourselves. So, we're looking at 10 games without Shea, is my opinion. All right, and we noticed Giddy went on a run of triple-doubles when Shea was out. I don't think Shea needs to be out for Giddy to get those triple-doubles, but... Definitely not. If you were <laughs> setting the line for Vegas, where would you pick? How many triple-doubles do you think Josh Giddy is going to get this year? Well, it's it's funny that we're talking the first 10-11 games because the first 10-11 games are like very difficult for this team. Uh, we're playing against a lot of great competition. Um, <clears throat> so I, th I think that I would put, uh, Josh Giddy at four triple doubles in the 11, first 11 games. And okay. the reason wow. I would say that's really high. the first, uh, 11 games is because, uh, there's no other point guard going to be touching the ball for 35 yeah. minutes. And yeah. Josh Giddy knows way more about the game than he did last year. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna be a more efficient scorer, which is one of the reasons that he didn't get a couple triple doubles last year was because of scoring. Right. Um, so Good I argument. think he's gonna be more efficient with scoring. I think he's going to be more efficient with rebounding because he recognizes how good rebounding is up for getting up the floor yeah. um, as the point guard. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we're talking four triple-doubles in the first 11 games for Josh. And I think that's conservative as well because I do think that Josh is going to make a very great statement that he's one of the best guards in the league. And I think he's going to get a significant amount of votes this year for uh, being in the All-Star game. Well, there you go, man. Well, we appreciate everybody taking the time to join us again for another episode of No Offense Sports, the Yankee Death Star, and The Last Storm. We appreciate you guys. We love you, and we will Triple see dinger, you baby. Wednesday.